Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Shape the Culture podcast, where every week it is our mission and our aim to deliver a creative, authentic, inspiring message to you, the people, every week, every Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are a first-time listener, I just want to say how much I appreciate you giving us a chance, checking us out. I hope you find something in the in this message or in the previous messages or hopefully in the future messages that really sets your soul on fire, helps you keep going, gives you something to meditate on, helps you improve your life in some way, somehow. If you are a continuing listener, I just want to say how much I appreciate you continuing to listen. I hope that you continue to check us out. I hope that you continue to enjoy these series as we learn and grow together. As always, we follow the model of each one teach one. So that means that as you listen to this message, as you learn something, as you gain your own perspective and something to think about, that you share it with a friend, a loved one, somebody in your family, a colleague, someone that you believe will benefit from this message as well so they can listen and they can learn and we can continue this movement of Shape the Culture together. And this week, we are going to continue with our continuing series titled Four Dreamers Only. So we are continuing our series titled Four Dreamers Only, and this series has been focused on the story of Joseph. So we've we've been watching the story of Joseph as he was a young man. You know, we started the first week, he was a young man, he was 17, he's fresh, and he had these dreams, these big dreams that, you know, he couldn't really wrap his head around at the time. They showed him promises of leadership and royalty, of being in charge, so he had these dreams And then he faced all this disbelief and doubt from his family. And this disbelief and doubt eventually turned to hate. And he ended up being sold as a slave. And so that first message was really important because it showed us how we have to protect our dreams. Because sometimes even those closest to us, our own brothers, our own sisters, our own family, friends, colleagues, they won't understand our dreams and they won't want us to be successful. So we have to really protect our dreams. And then... We watched as Joseph is sold as a slave and he has to face temptation. He has to face temptation and he has to feel fear. And so those two weeks showed us how fear, pain, temptation, all these things come together across our journey as dreamers. When we have these dreams, there's going to be outside forces trying to contain our dreams. And we have to be willing to feel these emotions and then also face them, go through them. We can't go around them. We have to go through them. And then last week, we took a look at embracing our gift. And that was really important because We read the beginning of Joseph's story as he's thrown in jail. So after he's felt his pain, he's faced his temptation, he's protected his dream, he still ends up thrown in jail. But in jail, an opportunity comes for him to interpret dreams because that's his gift. He has the gift of leadership and the gift to interpret dreams. And in that moment, Joseph still decided to embrace his gift. And that's so important for us to remember and hold on to because no matter how many times you've been down, you always need to embrace your gift because that is what God has placed inside of you. That is yours and yours alone. You have to embrace that. So we're going to continue the story of Joseph in jail. I'm going to continue reading from Genesis chapter 40. I'm going to read from verses 9 through 23, and they read like this. 
So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches that began to bud and blossom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison. But I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastry stacked on my head. The top basket contained all of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also represent three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. Then birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker just as jo Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. So last week, we read the introduction of this story, and that was to focus on Joseph embracing his gift, like I said before, because Joseph had the clarity and insight to know that even through his hard times, he was still gifted. He still had the ability to interpret dreams, and he was still being put in the position to be a leader. And now that we've finished the story, we see that even though Joseph embraced his gift, and demonstrated his leadership, things were still going left for Joseph. Things were still wrong. This story ends on another low note for our dreamer. And at this point, we see and we've come to the conclusion that Joseph's story is far from over. And I think about our own journeys, our own stories, and we have these times where we're up, we're on a high, and then we hit a low. But we have to remember, even if, if we hit a low, the lower we go, that means the higher we have to climb. That means the higher that we're going to have to get. And I can only imagine how Joseph is feeling. He has to be dealing with disappointment, anger, frustration, sadness, and possibly even regret, maybe hate. He's gone through so much. And to make it worse, he was this close to being free. Like he was almost there. And that's what I want to focus on for this message. Because in our lives, through the storms and when we're feeling down, Life starts to brighten up at a certain point. Like Joseph, we have those moments of hope when we embrace our gift and we expect to be rewarded for it. And as Joseph interpreted the baker and cupbearer's dreams, he must have felt like things were starting to look up, right? Like, wow, God put me in this position. Now I get to exercise my gift. I'm going to tell them not to forget me. They're going to be free and I'm going to go with them. As he told them not to forget him, and to help him get released when they were set free, he must have started to anticipate his own freedom. 
But then we read that the baker and the cupbearer both forgot about Joseph. He's been he's blessed them with his wisdom, his knowledge, his talent, and they forgot about him. Now he's back to being stuck in jail with no hope. As dreamers, this is the reality we're going to face over and over again. We're going to face disappointment. We're going to deal with being forgotten, overlooked, watching people move forward as we seem to be stuck in the same position. That's why it's not only important for us to embrace our gift, but to remember our purpose. We have to remember the dream that pushed us to begin moving forward. The truth is that Joseph still held his dream in his heart. Those days and nights he spent in jail, I believe that remembering the time, remembering his dream is the only thing that kept him going. Remembering that he had a vision of himself changing the world. No matter what your dream is, you have to hold on to it. It's the only way you can move through the disappointments. Your dream will keep you going when you feel like quitting. Another battle that we're going to face as dreamers is not only trying to remember the time where we had a vision and we had a dream and we felt in tune with our purpose, but it's to being open to sharing our gifts and extending our kindness to others. And I think that's something that our generation battles with a lot because Joseph was taking a risk when he offered to interpret the dreams of the baker and cupbearer. He was, he was literally sharing all of his resources and, and providing them with his gift, his talent, blessing them while he was in a position of being overlooked, forgotten, and like he said, wrongly convicted. And all he asked for in return was a simple favor. And for many of us, this is a situation that I believe we find ourselves in frequently, like I said, especially in our culture. People are constantly looking for those with gifts and talents to share and to help them in their own journeys. The world will tell you to be closed in, to be selfish with your gift, to, to move at your own pace and not worry about others, and not to be trusting of the people seeking to use your gift. But it's my belief that as dreamers, we have to stick to seeing the big picture. Like I said, we have to remember. And the big picture, and one thing that we have to remember, is that the gift isn't yours. It's God's. It, we all have the spirit of the creator inside of us. And this means we are all responsible for contributing to the progress of each other, of one another. We all have the responsibility of making sure each one of us is moving forward. That's a big reason why Shape the Culture follows the model of each one teach one. We all have to do our part to help each other progress. We can't afford to be selfish with our gifts because the reality is that we never know how our gifts will help each other and ultimately help the world. And Joseph's story is a perfect example of this. When Joseph interpreted the dreams, we read that those dreams involved the destiny of their very lives. He was, he was an essential part of the baker's and cupbearer's destinies. Them being thrown into jail with Joseph was purposeful. It was on purpose. Joseph was there at a perfect moment and time for him to embrace his gift. Like I said, remember that he had a purpose. Remember the time where he felt inspired and motivated and act on it. This means that his life was directly connected to theirs. We have to be open to the possibility that God is using us to move in the lives of others. And it's only with this perspective that we'll be able to share our gifts openly and with love 
instead of force and frustration. And so, like I said, the intro of the story was to show us how to embrace our gifts and how to have a mentality that allows us to see when our gifts are being called upon and when it's our time to share our gifts. And then I think the rest of the story is really one of the lessons that's that's in there is, like I said, remembering that you have a purpose and still being able to share openly even when you're down and out. Because as a dreamer, like we talked about before, everything contributes directly to your experience. And so even when you're down and out, you have to act and believe like a dreamer. You have to be able to share freely and remember that you have a purpose. Remember the time when you first had your dream and how motivated and energized you feel and keep that energy. You have to keep that energy. That's what Joseph did when he when he interpreted their dreams. He was keeping that same energy. He was saying, "Okay, I, I'm still going to keep moving." And yes, I'm going to ask for a simple favor, and it might not be returned. But guess what? the The potential of my favor not being returned isn't going to stop me from living out my purpose. That's what we have to remember. So, thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Culture's weekly message. I hope you enjoyed this message. Like I said, I hope you felt something stir in your heart and in your spirit gives you something to think about. Remember to share this with somebody that you love, somebody that you feel like would enjoy this and needs this. And I'll talk to you guys next week. I love you all.